Happy Solstice, everybody. This is Jay from Stuff You Don't Need to Know. And if you are a Sabrina fan like me, hopefully by now you've watched A Midwinter's Tale, a special Sabrina episode, a holiday episode, if you will. So, fair warning, if you haven't watched it yet, uh, there will be spoilers. So, this is kind of coming between Seasons 1 and Seasons 2, or actually, they're technically called Parts. So, Part 1 recently ended... Part 2 will be coming in April, and I just read today that Parts 3 and 4 have been greenlit by Netflix, so if you're a Sabrina fan, you'll be getting at least four parts, seasons, whatever you want to call them. Uh, You'll be getting four of them, at least, you know, in the foreseeable future. So where does this story sort of fit in with the rest of what we've seen? Uh, What kind of happens in it? Uh, Where does it go from here? And really, what are my thoughts on it? Well, Overall, I thought it was an okay episode. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't really great. I don't feel like it it really added much to sort of this universe or to the overall story. I mean, a little bit at the end with baby Letitia, the the baby of uh, Reverend Blackwood, is actually his firstborn daughter, who, if you remember at the end of part one... Aunt Zelda uh, rescued because she knew that Father Blackwood does not take kindly to baby girls. Um, so sort of the fate of Letitia is kind of decided here. But I'm sure in parts two and going forward, Letitia is going to play an even bigger role. But they kind of advanced that along a little bit. But really, other than that, there really wasn't much... It was really just kind of a standalone episode. But but <clears throat> excuse me. But even as a standalone episode, I felt... I felt it was it was, the pacing was very very quick with it. I felt that they were trying to tell two stories at the same time and they kind of focused on Sabrina's story and then at the end they were sort of like, "Oh yeah, that's right. There's a story about Susie. Uh let's just kind of wrap that one up really really quick." Um I mean, it could have been just about one or the other, uh or they could have maybe made like a a 2 hour or an hour and a half you know, movie, if you will, and, uh, you know, maybe delved into these stories a little bit. I kind of felt that they were sort of like, look, we got Miss Wardwell and, you know, we have Luke. Hey, let's not forget about Luke. Oh, and the Weird Sisters and, you know, the School of the Unseen Arts and, uh, you know, all these things. Like, let's just cram all oh, Harvey and, and Roz and, and Susie. Let's just cram everybody in there. You know, even if they get two minutes of screen time, let's just kind of put them in there so you guys don't forget about them. I mean, I don't think they really needed to do that. I mean, they could have kind of kept the focus a little bit tighter paced it out a little bit better and it probably would have been a better episode but like I said overall you know in the scope of things I felt it was an okay episode it wasn't horrible like I said but it wasn't like it wasn't as impressive as some of the stuff that we saw in part one of the chilling adventures of Sabrina so what is this story all about well we jump back 10 years we see Aunt Hilda and Mr. Putnam Uh, They're taking Sabrina and Susie to the local department store to see Santa Claus. And Susie's like, she's all excited. She can't wait to see Santa. And she sits on Santa's lap and she wants a truck just like her dad. And Sabrina, and I have to say that the young lady that plays Sabrina in this scene is like, she is a dead ringer for Kiernan Shipka. Like, it's almost, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this was Kiernan Shipka's little sister because it's just, it's absolutely amazing how much she looks like, you know, Kiernan Shipka who plays Sabrina in, in the series. Um, 
you know, she never really knew her parents. Her parents died when she was an infant. So when Santa asks what she wants, she, looking very melancholy, just says, i just like to see my mom at least once. And, you know, we flash forward to present day and, you know, they're getting ready for solstice because solstice is sort of like the witch's Christmas, I guess you could say. Um, It seems, you know, this is a pretty important holiday. They say that it's this time of year, not Halloween. I would think Halloween would be more for this, but they're saying that solstice time, the holiday time, our holiday season, that's when the veil between the living and the dead is at its thinnest. So keeping that in mind, Sabrina kind of comes up with the idea of, you know, having a seance to contact her mother. Because if you remember back in part one, uh, there's the accident in the mind. Uh, Harvey's brother is trapped in there. Uh, we actually find out that he's dead. But, you know, Sabrina has has the idea of resurrecting him. That doesn't go very well because, you know, his soul is actually trapped in limbo. So, of course, with Miss Wardwell's quote-unquote help, Sabrina enters limbo to try to find Harvey's brother. She does find him. As you know, it didn't work out very well. But while she was in there, she did see her mother. And her mother appeared to be very, very confused. So she talks about this with Ambrose, who says that spirits or souls that sort of reside in limbo have unfinished business. So that really convinces Sabrina, you know, this is the perfect time of year to do it. Uh, So she's thinking about holding a seance. But of course, she needs a book of the dead. Now, Aunt Z and Aunt Hilda are not going to give them theirs. You know, Ambrose, as much as he loves her, he's not going to loan her his. So of course, she goes to Miss Wardwell. We see Miss Wardwell sort of praying to Satan, sort of saying, look, I got Sabrina to sign the Book of the Beast. Why am I still here? Give me a sign. Knock, knock, knock. Here comes Sabrina. Hey, I'm going to hold a seance. I need your Book of the Dead. So Miss Wardwell's like, ah, that's why I'm still here. I have to, I have to kind of keep an eye on Sabrina. I guess this is what she's kind of determining. And I guess this is the show's sort of way of saying, you know, hey, this is why Miss Wardwell's going to be sticking around, you know, for parts two, three, four, maybe. Um, they could have done this at the beginning of part two, you know, when, when the new season or the new part comes back in April. They could have very well kind of had an explanation like this, like why Miss Wardwell is still there and hasn't been called back to hell by Satan. But. Whatever. So she really realizes that, you know, she's like, sure, Sabrina, you know, I mean, and she does kind of give her some advice. She's like, this is probably not the best idea, but I know I'm not going to stop you because you'll just go to the to the Academy of the Unseen Arts. You'll get a book of the dead there. You're, you're going to do this no matter what. So fine. I'll give you mine. Please be careful. And then she realizes that she can't let this seance go on like she doesn't want. Sabrina to contact her mother because uh, I guess apparently this unfinished business kind of is going to affect Miss Wardwell in some way, her business, whatever her business is here on Earth. But again, like I said, we really could have done this, you know, at the beginning of season two or part two, if you will. Um, you know, the explanation of why Miss Wardwell is still around. I mean, it wasn't. I wasn't really thinking about it. I wasn't really like, gosh, you know, she she did the job for Satan. Why she's still here? I wasn't really thinking about it. Uh, we do see her interacting with her friends. You know, she does tell Ambrose that she's giving her friends some space to kind of digest the fact that she is a witch. Um, 
she does meet up with Harvey. She does give Harvey a gift. And, you know, Harvey pretty much tells her, like, he's he's trying to deal with it, but it's this magic. You know, it's it's the magic that she did and specifically the magic that she did related to his brother and really just all the problems that it caused. And Sabrina still sees it as that she was very she was really trying to help Harvey out. Um, Harvey doesn't really see it that way. He sort of kind of tells her, like, look, it's like, Sabrina, I'm okay with you being a witch, but all this magic stuff and, 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 and what you did to my family. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know if I could deal with it. She does give him a set of colored pencils that are, they're magical. She kind of jokingly says, well, we can call them enchanted. But it's sort of like, Sabrina, don't you see, he he doesn't like magic. He's not comfortable with it, especially after what happened in part one with his brother and, and the resurrection and all that. He's, yeah, she's not getting it. And this is the other reason why she wants to contact her mother, because she said she's having boy problems. And who does a young girl go to when she has boy problems? Well, you don't go to Aunt Zelda, because I can't imagine what she'd tell you. But, you know, she wants to go to her mom. So she this is really why she wants to do the seance. She does say that, yes, her mother probably does have some unfinished business. But she's like, I'd just love to talk to her. I'd love to ask her questions about Harvey. And, you know, that's it. So she recruits the Weird Sisters. And again, you know, we get the Weird Sisters here for three minutes. They're like, sure, Sabrina, we'll help you. And they start to do the seance. Um, Now, something very important about Solstice. We see some traditions in there that kind of tie in with um, our traditions, you know, holiday traditions, more specifically Christmas traditions. Uh, We see at the start of Solstice that they light the Yule Log. Now, you know, the Yule Log, we all know that, you know, you put it in the fireplace and Channel 11 used to play the Yule Log and, you know, the Christmas music and all that. And I never really got like, I was like, okay, it's log and a fire. What's the big deal? For witches, because during solstice, like I said, that veil between the living and the dead is at its thinnest. Spirits can kind of creep in. So they actually, they burn the Yule Log to prevent something coming from, from coming down the chimney. You know, not Santa Claus, but evil spirits. So as Sabrina's going to do this resurrection, I'm sorry, not resurrection. She did that already. Uh, as she's doing the seance, uh, we see Miss Wardwell has a gingerbread house version of the Spellman house. And she pours water down the chimney and she basically snuffs out the uh, the Yule Log, which we then hear ghostly children laughing and this is where i got creeped out because ghosts fine no problem but when it's ghost kids that kind of creeps me out a bit so we we come to find out they're called the yule lads and i'll get to them in a minute but the yule lads were very very creepy uh you don't see them but you hear them you hear giggling and then you see stuff falling over uh, at one point, we see Aunt Hilda's like baking a pie or something, and the Yule lads knock over flour. And then we see little kid footprints in it. I was creeped out by that, you know. And it's nothing like we're not seeing anything. We're just you're hearing the laughter of children and then seeing ghostly activity. So ghost kids, uh, they creep me out just a bit. So that that was kind of a good touch. Um, but she's doing the uh, she's doing the seance. She actually does contact her mother. Her mother does appear. She speaks through one of the weird sisters. But this is when Aunt Z and Aunt Hilda discover the Yule logs out. She comes up to warn Sabrina and then sees uh, sees that they're doing a seance and actually sees Sabrina's mom Diana. 
and that's where the seance kind of ends and then the weird sisters go away and we never see them again so again the pacing and kind of just cramming different characters in i kind of felt it was very very quick here so really what happens so we have they come to discover that the yule lads they're the spirits of children from this witch named uh grendel is her name and this is when aunt z tells the story of how about a thousand years ago there were two witches one of them was named grendel the two of them decided you know they were going to during these hard times when there was no food they were going to sacrifice their children to eat and uh grendel sacrificed her son uh but then the other witch didn't do it she didn't honor her part of it and now grendel you know as retribution she goes around and she steals children uh children from witches and and warlocks to sort of be her new family so these ghostly children these spirits are her she calls them yule lads um and you know they're sort of like her her children so what happens is is Aunt Z is like look we're going to have to invite her here. And I all this time I thought, oh my God, she's a ghost too. No, she's an actual living witch. Um, we have to invite her here and, you know, we'll, ha- we'll have to make a bargain with her. We'll have to give her something and then she'll take her Yule lads back. But we have a baby in the house, baby Letitia. Letitia, of course, is the firstborn daughter of Reverend Blackwood that aunt z took at the end of part one to sort of save her because she knew that reverend blackwood he doesn't like the girl babies no it's it wouldn't have been good for her so she's raising letitia in secret claiming that she's a long lost spellman from the old country and uh you know she's taking care of the baby but she says look if we invite grendel over she'll know the baby's here she's gonna want this baby so sabrina's like no problem I'll I'll watch her. I'll keep her quiet. You guys strike your bargain. They strike the bargain. She goes to take the Yule lads away. The baby starts crying. So she's like, bring me the baby, basically. And we get a little bit of King Solomon here where, you know, they have the baby. And all of a sudden we see the spirit of Sabrina's mom, Diana. She comes. Uh, she starts talking that, you know, she's been wronged in her life and blah 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 so she's the one to make the decision and she basically says put the baby in the middle of the floor and then aunt z and grendel they'll each pull on an arm and whoever can pull the baby to their side uh they get claim to it of course grendel doesn't care because even if she rips this baby in two she'll get the spirit you know that's all she really wants she doesn't really care so just like the legend you know king solomon and the baby the two moms that fought over it and king solomon said we'll just cut the baby in half you know aunt z is like no no you know i'm not gonna hurt the baby like this just just take the baby to which i thought diana was gonna say ha ha you know you're looking up for her well-being you're the real mom or whatever she's just like okay fine grendel take the baby what happened was is you know sabrina reveals that she did a spell her mom the spirit of her mom told her this is this is how we're going to trick her so she actually bewitched a teddy bear to look like baby letitia so 
<laughs> you know, it seems like everything's wrapped up there. Oh, hey, by the way, Susie's in this episode. So Susie is Jingles the Elf. So that whole Santa Claus scene we see in the beginning, Susie is going to play the elf that kind of helps Santa out. And she's so excited. She's wanted to do this forever. And now she gets to do it. And Roz goes and sees her. And Roz is sort of like, you know, I'll drive you home, Susie. And Susie's like, nah, I have to stay after and help clean up. The thing is, and this was kind of creepy too, uh, you know, they have Santa there on his little throne and they have all these Christmas decorations and we see these life-size wax figurines of children, I guess, dressed as elves. And they're very creepy looking because they're very real looking because we come to find that the man that plays Santa Claus is actually a demon who loves to dip little children in wax and make wax figurines out of them. Like he basically says, like he preserves their beauty and youth forever and he has Susie now. Um, So Roz, uh, I'm sorry, Susie's dad is sort of like, wow, she never came home. He contacts Roz. Roz is like, no, I don't know where she is. So she goes to Sabrina and she's basically like, I need some help, you know, and they're baby, they're basically like, okay, watch baby Letitia. Bye Roz. You're out of the episode now. I, you know, again, they kind of shoehorn everybody in there and it was, I don't know. Uh, so they basically, they, they go and say, and the way they go and save her is they, they say, uh, they contact Grendel. And, of course, Sabrina's like, wasn't she going to be pissed? I mean, we kind of did trick her. And she's like, no. You know, if there's one thing she despises, it's, it's like the taking of an innocent child's life. So she basically goes there and she punishes this demon. Um, all the spirits of the children that were trapped in the wax, she gets to keep them. They become more of her Yule lads, I guess we'll call them. And that's pretty much it. And then we get that Sabrina does have a moment with her mom and she does ask her, you know, she basically explains about the situation with her and Harvey. And she said, you know, she said, look, your, your dad told me who he was and I loved him very much. She goes, but I don't know if I could ever lead somebody down that path myself. So that's where we kind of leave it. Sabrina does talk with Harvey. She kind of does talk with her other friends. And, you know, it seems at the end of the day, it seems that Susie and Roz are still trying to deal with the fact that Sabrina's a witch, but they're friendly with her. Harvey, understandably, is having a hard time with it. The whole thing with his brother being resurrected and all of that. And the fact that I think I think the big thing with him is he sort of feels that I think he's worried that Sabrina feels that magic can solve every single problem. You know, she's a witch. She can fix it with a few spells and, and potions and whatnot, because one of the other little storylines going on is the fact that, you know, Harvey's dad is now an alcoholic. He's having a hard time dealing with the death of his son. So of course, you know, Sabrina makes some special, she has uh, aunt Hilda make some special eggnog, which basically cures him of his alcoholism. And again, kind of knowing that Harvey's not that keen on magic. I mean, I get why she does it, but even Harvey's sort of like, yeah, thanks for using your magic to help my dad. I guess because he he sort of feels that, yeah, it's a problem. His dad's an alcoholic and it is a horrible thing, but it's a real life thing. People go through these issues and you can't always just snap your fingers and make them go away. Even though the problem is solved, I think Harvey is thinking, yeah, but since you used your magic, what's going to happen now? You know, what's going to happen next? Yes, he's not drinking, but, and that's kind of where we leave it. And again, like I said, 
It's a nice episode. It's okay. It was kind of fast-paced. They probably could have made it 90 minutes, stretched it out a little bit, fleshed out the stories, because it's kind of like there's suddenly conflict and then snap of the fingers and everything's resolved. And, oh, we have plot B with Susie being trapped by this demon that's going to dip her in wax. And, oh, yeah, it's sort of like we race there at the last minute to, like, see the story and save her at the same time. So there you go. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor. Head on over to www.brothersinarmchairs.com. That'll link you up to every single podcast in the Brothers in Armchairs network. This is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later.